0: Welcome to The How of Business with Henry Lopez and David Begin, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here are your hosts.
1: Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. My guest today is Fadi Malouf. Fadi, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Henry. I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, my pleasure. This is something I've been looking forward to. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Fadi's entrepreneurial journey and how Uh, this approach of small wins is what I want to chat with him about after we talk about his entrepreneurial journey, because I think in his experience with helping people with their health and fitness uh, and those regimens, uh, those small steps, those small wins are something that he's very knowledgeable about, and he's applied that to his own business, and I want to get his thoughts on how that applies to our businesses. So we're going to chat about that today, his entrepreneurial journey and those small wins that we need to look for in our business as we either start or grow a business. To receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. So let me tell you a little bit more about Fadi. Fadi Malouf is a master trainer, a life coach, an international professional athlete, a speaker, an author, and a small business consultant. Of course, he has his own successful businesses. He is a highly regarded authority in the wellness industry with more than 25 years of experience. He spent the first part of his career face-to-face with CEOs, celebrities, athletes, personal trainers, coaches, super moms, and super dads, helping them all transform from being overweight, sick, and out of shape, and frustrated to a fit, confident, and productive person and professional. Fadi is the author of uh, his book, Strong the New Fit, which will teach you how to use your inner and physical strengths to be healthy in body, clear in thought, vital and active as you have fun realizing your dreams. He currently works with small businesses, corporations, and associations to help them implement and execute wellness programs, which then in turn increase productivity and reduce turnover. And also cultivates a healthy, energetic, and happy culture, which is so important for all businesses. He provides a straightforward, efficient, and effective corporate wellness plan nationwide using a dozen of his handpicked, tried, and proven modalities focused on authentic engagement, cost control, and wealth building. Fadi lives in Atlanta, Georgia. And so once again, Fadi Malouf, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you Henry. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> that was you. That was wow. You. <laughs> Very good, sir. it's always good to hear phenomenal people, work, other man. Other people
1: work about talk about us, right? But you you've done so much, man. You've accomplished so much and and then we'll talk about it, but the thing that also excites me is how you have the courage to now pivot into in the last couple of years, I think, into a different slant of your business and we'll talk about that. But but I always like to start early on. Tell me about your, you know, your early life experiences and what drove you then and, and then your early career. Just walk me through that briefly, if we could.
0: Uh, I'd love to do that. Thank you. If I may just share with you guys uh, just a conversation I had this morning uh, with somebody on LinkedIn that I've recently connected with. We've met, we originally met on LinkedIn and then we met in person we're talking about I'm going to ride my bicycle this weekend and it's going to rain. And he's like, well, you know, be careful out there. And I, I made a statement that just kind of really resonated with myself. And, and this is going to go back to my history a little bit. And the statement is what I wanted to share with you guys. And so most, most people are afraid to do certain things. And you said, you know, being courageous. I think that's a really powerful word. And when you see people be courageous, this is when things like mountains are moved. So um, I made this comment to him and I said, it's scary to be comfortable. And I kind of kept saying that to myself. It's scary to be comfortable. Mm, okay. That's like inner dialogue that's been in my head. That's just been running in the background. I don't, I've never said it before, but this morning as I'm having this conversation, I said that to him. And those are the moments when you learn a little bit more about yourself, when uh, things come out authentically. And uh, I found it just very empowering. So I'm going to use this phrase (laughs) Uh, and maybe it would inspire you. Uh, Most people are scared to just go out in in the rain, Uh, whether it be walking or hiking or biking or whatever it may be. So uh, right off the bat, I want to encourage people to be uh, scared to be too, too comfortable. Let's just say that. So whatever works for you, but my history as, as a child, um, how how far back do you want me to go? (laughs) I'm going to a timeline. (laughs) No, no, no.
1: I think where, where, where you think life really had began to have an impact for you. And, and in particular when this, this thought that you've just now verbalized or vocalized about never wanting to be comfortable, when did that start? Do you think?
0: Um, I'd be honest. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've just, uh, I've known that I wanted to be better, uh, and I wanted to continuously improve. I, um, I like to pursue where, uh, what excites me, of things that most people haven't done. But uh, it started with just me overcoming my weaknesses and. Um, so many times, I grew up in a very critical household. My family loved me; they're always there for me, mom and dad. And I'm the youngest of four. And there was this um, kind of conditioning and being the youngest, and always looking up to somebody. So it actually is one of the reasons why I've had success, because I, you know, reach out and look for mentorship, like you, Henry. I mean, you're you're amazing at what you do. And um, I reached out to you, and I wanted to learn more from you about how you do business. So um so there's always been a place in my life where it's um I'm I'm looking to grow. And starting with a story from my first uh from my book, Strong Than You Fit, uh the first chapter is uh is called Heads Up. And it's it's about a story of me learning how to ride a bicycle. And my dad is teaching me how to ride a bike in Jordan, I'm on Middle East in 19. Um I can't remember, I can't remember the, the year actually right now, but it was a long time. <laughs> it was a long time. Don't remind me. Uh, it, was, it was a dirt road and there was you know, rocks and pebbles and, and I was always I afraid to hit the rocks. And my, and my head would go down as opposed to look ahead of where I wanted to go. And my dad would pull on my ear on the back of my hair mm. and to get me to look up and look straight ahead and say, son, look where you want to be don't be afraid of the rocks. Cause every time I'd look at the rocks, I'll end up going towards them and hitting them and falling. And I'd fell over and over and over. And my dad would just pick me up and tell me to go, just try again, try again, try again. And I think that's where a little bit of my, uh, resilience has, has come from how I've been able to stay consistent with doing things and doing things that are hard and I'm really terrible at it. Um, I've gotten to enjoy failing, you know, it sounds weird, but I, uh, if I'm, I'm failing at one particular thing, I'm really focusing on one thing. I know I'm getting closer to getting, you know, to, to perfect it or master it or improving it. Like for instance, training and coaching people is where I have the most amount of experience in my life. And, and if I were count the hours, I probably have over 50,000 hours of training and coaching people. And they say, if you have, over ten thousand hours, and of any particular practice, you're considered as a master. Right. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, I'm always learning. And the moment you, I, I think that I'm not learning, I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm. We're either winning or learning, is what I like to say. So, um, does that go far enough? Yeah. yeah. That?
1: So I'm assuming, obviously, as as you've mentioned specifically, your father was a big influence in this regard of this focus on. Always pushing forward, always fighting. Is that who else was an influence uh, in that to that extent?
0: My dad was, and also um, my brother that's closest to me. I, see. A, I have four a total of four siblings. My sister's the oldest, and I have an older brother and the middle brother, which um, his, name, his name is Basil. He's in the real estate, he's, he's done really well. Uh, he's been a huge influence. When I lost my dad at 17. Oh, wow. He took me under his wings, and he said, "You know, Fatty, you're not 17 anymore. You are 27." Mm-hmm. So um, I moved out of. Um, we had to sell the house at the time. My mom moved into an apartment, and um, she couldn't take care of me. I was on my own. I I was already working, but I started, picked up one, a second job, and a third job, and I was putting myself through school, and I just kind of you know, um, made my way happen from there. So at 17, by the time I was 19, was it 20? I bought my first house, wow. I saved up 20 grand cash. Cause I didn't, um, I was doing a lot of side jobs and just tashing away as much cash as possible. Um, I lived with mom for a very short period of time and, uh, and then moved out and had an apartment I think it was like eight hundred bucks a month or something like that. Uh, I can't. Was remember this in the was.
1: states you had you had moved to the, this states, was in the
0: states? yeah, I moved to the states in nineteen eighty five. Okay. So I've been in in Atlanta for over thirty five years now. Interesting. So, yeah.
1: When did when did the passion for health and fitness when did that start?
0: It, it, it started when when I lost my dad. Um, my brother was doing personal training with his mentor, and um, his mentor had a local small private Studio called One on One Fitness Specialist. and It was maybe sixteen hundred square feet, and they were kind of a pioneer at the time. There wasn't a whole lot of personal training studios around. Um, he took me under his wing, and um, although I was working at fast food joints, uh, I was at the golf course. I worked at uh, just I, I, I can't even remember some of the smaller odd jobs here and there, cutting grass, uh, any way I can make money to pay the bills, to survive. I, I was trying my best mm-hmm. to do that so there's a lot of stuff and, that, and I was trying to pay for college to go to, school, to put myself through college.
1: What were you studying in school?
0: I was studying um, sm- small business administration and I actually got an association an associate in small business uh, um, administration and e-commerce.
1: So at uh, that time did you know you wanted to have your own business?
0: No. Absolutely not. What were you I thinking just, you
1: would do at that point? And why, so why did you study business? Did you think you wanted to go into management for somebody?
0: It was actually an advice from my brother. He says, with business, you can do that with any industry, anything, any passion that you may have, you could do it. You know, you need business skills and in, in any passion that you may have, anything that you're selling. So that was that. And then the e-commerce was kind of my uh, something I want to do the the web development that have a little bit of a technical side. I'm, I would say I'm both left brain and right brain, and I I built a number of websites um, because it was a way for me to express my thoughts. I was I didn't do very well with academics and reading and writing was extremely challenging. I had a um, severe learning disability, and I had the second language. You know, English was the second language for me, and that was also very challenging. Mm-hmm. I didn't read I didn't read a complete book till I was probably in my twenties. Wow and right reading and writing was almost didn't non-existent into my late 20s if i hadn't been for bodybuilding and training clients i wouldn't have i would have <laughs> i wouldn't be where i am right now and that's one of the reasons why i wrote the book it was it start the book inspiration came from my brother's mentor his name is paul coleman and um he had a daughter and i wanted to just uh uh, share with people how I got to where I am today. Uh, I, I believe there's very few self, self-made millionaire or successful, successful in- individuals. I truly believe the, the people that you surround yourself with. Um, actually, it's the combination of three things. The books that you read, the people you surround yourself with, and the places you visit really detem- determines your trajectory in life for sure. And, you know, Paul Coleman was, was somebody that I wanted, uh, was in my book and as many as other people like my brother and, even girlfriends and mom and dad and uh, other mentors, I just started, started writing the book as a thank you and telling stories. And um, from there, I published my first book, Stronger Than You Fit, and it talks about fitness as a form of conditioning, where you're conditioning the physical, emotional, spiritual, financial. Anytime you're you're working on one of those, it's a domino effect that affects the next thing, and it's good to to uh, transition to different ones. Because if you're trying to work on one area for too long, it just kind of dulls out and your body doesn't re- respond very well, just like how the your body responds to nutrition. Nutrition is like medicine. If you're exposed to the same stimulant, your body doesn't respond to it very well. So uh, vitamin C from an, uh, an orange is great, but if you keep drinking vitamin C or eating, vi- I mean, uh, eating orange for, uh, for a source of vitamin C for a period of time, your body actually doesn't respond to it as well. So you switch it over and try to get vitamin C from bell pepper or... Mm-hmm. or other types of uh, you know, fruits and vegetables. So I learned at, at bodybuilding and has really helped me with two things, uh, discipline and how the body works. And everything is a process and that's why I've really enjoyed training and coaching people. Um, uh, it's, I love the process of seeing people uh, develop their mind. Where if, they, if they feel like they're weak in their mind, like how, how strong they are about their confidence or what they want to accomplish in their life, there's a process where we can work out of that. Um, I'm re-listening to a book called uh, Talent is Overrated by Jeffrey Colvin, and he mentions um, how most people can't remember a, a number more than nine, nine digits. And he, he explains um, uh, about a particular person that's not above average at all, um, that was able to remember, I believe it was 102 digits and which is amazing. Uh, the brain is super amazing in what you can train it to do. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of it is, that's done by just repetition and focusing on one thing for a long period of time. You'll always see some, some result. Yeah, and I, you <laughs> know, There's no question about it. To me,
1: that, so much of that translates to small business ownership and being successful in business. You know, you're talking about what I call work ethic and discipline and sticking with something even when it gets hard. And your point about changing things up I think also applies to small business because we have to continuously, like you said, be willing to fail and pivot and adjust so that we can continue to evolve our businesses because nothing stays the same, even in business. Um, When did you realize that this passion for health and fitness, that you could make a business out of that?
0: So I started personal training with my brother and his mentor at age 17 and I was under their mentorship for four and a half years and he uh, came to a point where um, you know it was, it was a grown moment. I had to move on. And um, I didn't know really anything else that I was uh, that I was as successful as. And I did enjoy it. Um, but I, this was an opportunity for me to do it on my own. So I was encouraged by um, um, somebody had dated at the time, my, it was my first love to uh, her, her mother was, uh, she worked for a pair. Uh, she was a paralegal, worked for an attorney. And she's like, you know, start your own company. It's 1999. She helped me establish my brand body by Fadi LLC. And uh, she helped me do the incorporation and or her firm did. And um, that's when I started working for myself. Um, did you have early doing-
1: success with getting clients or tell me about some of those early days of uh, building up a clientele
0: i knew nothing about sales i knew (laughs) nothing about marketing i knew nothing about business all i did i took one thing one thing and i ran with it my brother said get one person that is looking to improve their life and you know for instance lose weight and they're willing to work with a coach or a trainer and um produce results and then get referrals so start with one
1: do it extremely well well, how right. long before you had a, a full book or full clientele, how long more or less was that period? Of time?
0: Back then I didn't monitor anything. <laughs> so it's <laughs> hard surprising. to say.
1: Do you recall more or less before, <laughs> since you started I, the day you felt like, okay, I've got a business here.
0: Yeah. When I left, I had like zero clients. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. I just, uh, I left, I went to a public gym. And I was able to find a gym where I can just pay a rent, a flat fee. And uh, one of the gym owners, um, this was a company called American Sportsplex. The owner there helped me get started, gave me a t-shirt and he says, start helping people on the floor (laughs) and tell them you're a personal trainer and you want to help them, you know, achieve their goals. And I just, uh, every day I was, um, just making friends and helping people. And I didn't know that I was so impressionable. All I knew was, okay, just help people. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting, I didn't ask for the sale. I didn't, I wasn't, didn't have any sales tactics. I just helped people.
1: How were you paying the bills then?
0: Um, I, you know, I built up, I was always good about saving my brother, my older brother, Basim, he's an amazing saver. So it's something that I learned from him. Uh, but my family was terrible about finances. Like I'd ask my mom, we'd go to church and my mom uh, would, every time we'd tithe, I'm like, mom, how, much should, how should I give? And she's like, fatty, give from your heart, give from your heart. I was like, how much is that? I don't know what to give. Do I put the whole thing? Give right. <laughs> <You'd be> me some. <laughs> so guy, I had, sir. I had no budgets. No, I had no education on how to manage money at all.
1: As most people don't. Yeah. Most of us. No,
0: it's, managed. it's crazy. It's crazy. But, I would, you know, I would just, I don't know. I, I I had, I had saved up some money. Uh, The, the, I I was in a brand new, well, I'd lived with uh, my brother for a short period of time. And then I lived with two other roommates in an an apartment. Um, And I was maybe paying 200, $400, maybe rent and just, just getting by, man. um, I just, again, I always had a second job. I was doing fast food or, Or cutting grass or something. I had some money always coming in from somewhere. So when I started personal training, uh, I had already a little bit of income coming in, but it wasn't my main source of income.
1: Yeah, you were hustling with all all kinds. I was, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm. I was hustling then, and I'm hustling now. (laughs) (laughs) It never ends. That mentality never goes away. It it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, but so so, much of this
1: body that's interrupted is this is the small wins things I'm talking about, right? You, you didn't know it at the time, but you were taking small steps to get to where you are today, but, but continue. So let me ask it this way. When do you recall when you stopped? Hopefully you stopped for a moment and said, I've, I've got a successful business here. Do you remember that?
0: Uh, yes, I do remember that. And that was when I, I decided to start bringing on other trainers on board and coaching them on how to to be a personal trainer, a successful personal trainer. Um, I remember a story from from a guy that had worked at Gold's gym. He'd been there for years and only had like six clients. And um, he came on board and I just put everything in me into him. Same thing like my brother did. That was my first time really helping somebody else make money. Mm. And, uh, I knew, I mean, I believed in my heart because I was at one point making $240,000 a year doing personal training, oh. which is unheard of yeah. quarter a quarter million dollars a year.
1: And that was just uh, you, or is that after you had a team?
0: That was just me. Wow. That was just me. If you do the math, let say $500 a month. And I had one, um, uh, it was actually originally four twenty a month, three times a week. I Only had one program, one price, and my brother told me if they if somebody comes sees you, they're halfway sold on being trained by you, and it's just getting you know to to start. And that's one of the hardest things for people is to get get started on something. Um, and by the way, that hap- that's in every business. So it's not just personal training. That's right. It, in every business, people finally. Kind of take the leap, be courageous, and do something that they know they they should have been doing for a very long time. And again, I had no sales tactics, no strategies. Um, I mean, if you've seen the the gym that we worked out of, <laughs> oh my god, we, you'd The desk was full of stuff, coffee stains, um, food. It was disgusting. But people man. were getting and results, deep. though. Obviously. Oh my god, they didn't yeah? It was the, the. I wish, I wish we had reality TV back in the day when we had that. Gym. <laughs> Equipment was 30 plus years old, even back then it was rusted. Dumbbells are missing, broken carpet was ripped up off the floor and it's different. I mean, it was a hole in the wall and between me and my brother, we're pulling them out. I mean, it was just crazy numbers. I mean, I didn't know how, how we had, uh, um, the CEO MCI, um, Marriott, uh, we had all sorts of people coming in and we're training and yeah, you're right. The result was the, the only thing we can hang our hats on. And you know what we had fun. We, we cut up, we joked, the hour would go by for the client. So, mm-hmm. so quickly, he said, the clients would say, if it wasn't that it was in, entertaining, this would be living hell. <laughs>
1: Yeah, as, a, as as a lot of training can
0: be All right. What's that?
1: as a lot of training can be, and that's why people give up on yeah. it. But the, but a lot of that also translates to small business. When it gets hard, we can give up if we don't have we've not learned that discipline. This is Henry Lopez. Let's take a quick pause on this episode to chat about your small business dreams. Do you have a great business idea, but have just not been able to get it launched? Have you built a successful corporate career? but need some help making the transition to entrepreneurship? Are you ready to start building your own wealth instead of someone else's? I invite you to schedule a free business coaching consultation with me. Just text bizcoach, altogether bizcoach to 31996 for more information. I welcome the opportunity to chat with you about your business dreams and goals and offer the guidance and accountability that we all need to launch our first business. As an experienced entrepreneur who also made the difficult transition from the corporate world, I understand the challenges you're facing, and often it's about helping you ask the right questions so that you can make progress towards achieving your goals. I can help you through your transition to becoming your own boss. To find out more or to schedule your free coaching session, just text BIZCOACH to 31996 now. That's B-I-Z-C-O-A-C-H, bizcoach, to 31996, or visit thehowabusiness.com. Fadi, I want to move forward now because, I mean, we can talk about this forever, but... Sure,
0: yeah, and it really, this is just a little bit of my life. I know, life I know. So
1: <laughs> that's, that's why it's so fascinating. That's why I was so excited to have you on the show. I want to Thank fast you. forward. You, you built this incredibly successful fitness, health and fitness practice, and then you, you've you made a pivot, not that you've abandoned that, but you've made a pivot not too long ago to starting to offer wellness solutions for companies, organizations, as I mentioned at the outset. Why did you decide to make that pivot?
0: Simply just to help more people. You know, with uh, personal training book, you know, 35 to maybe 50 clients in a year at a time. And I would have maybe one or two new clients a year. That's all I had with new as far as new people coming on board it wasn't that many. I've I retained clients for a very long time and I averaged like six years. My longest standing client is like 20 something years. So I wanted to help and impact more people positively. And I decided to move from B2C business model to B2B and uh, see how I can help the performance of employees. Um, to have, of course, connecting directly with the employers, the CEOs, the, the ones that are really um sharing the vision and, and driving the mission and uh
1: that's hard to do though Fadi. i don't have to tell you right <laughs> it that is you talk about not having any sales tactics that you were aware of but now I, it this is a completely different sale
0: i feel like i'm 19 again
1: <laughs> so i think a part of it has to be beyond helping more people as you were ready for another challenge
0: oh definitely i've um as I st- said earlier, just uh, you know, being c- too comfortable is, is scary. Uh, when I did have the trainers, I actually kind of sued or retired. I guess I can I can retire. I guess I can, I can say that I retired. I, I competed as a professional bodybuilder okay. for 10 years. I, I was a judge. I retired from that. Um, I, I stopped working for about a year and a half, two years. And, um, I traveled and I didn't, I worked all the time, so I have always wanted to travel. So I spent almost every month I was traveling somewhere and I would be gone for a month or two at a time.
1: That's fantastic.
0: So, um, but then I I started investing in the market at the age of 25 and I realized that my broker is not doing what they said, you know. My agency, they're not doing, it's, the trajectory wasn't as accurate. So I decided to take over my financial portfolio and start investing myself. Um, and I, I originally plan B was my uh, uh, investments in the market. And my plan A was my business, but I was working doing transactional business. There was nothing that I can sell. The moment that I'm out of the business, there's no more income. Right. So I didn't have systems. Is is, 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 you know, didn't have systems to, for a company to say, you know, we want to buy your business. Um, The one thing I've learned and it's just really has has sit home with me is that I grew up, you know, work hard and everything will be fine. But that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to just be fine, man. I want to, you know, want to explode. I want to, I want to retire. I don't want to have to worry about money. Uh, I want to be able to do anything and everything I want anytime I want. So luckily I love what I do. So I'll always work. Um, and in in a sense I have, and I do, I get to do the things that I love to do. I've got the freedom. I work from wherever I want. Um, I do have that freedom for sure. Um, but can I write a check for a million dollars to a charity? Not yet, but that's that's my goal. That's that's gonna yeah. hopefully happen sooner than later. Yeah, and
1: that's our aspiration. I mean, that's I think that's why we become at least certainly for me it resonates with a lot of people listening as well. That's why we become entrepreneurs is to have those freedoms, right? Um, yeah. And everybody defines it slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's kind of the same objective. What would you say if I asked you to give me two, or I am asking you <laughs> to give me mm-hmm. two? personal characteristics that you think have been key to your success in business and in life? What, what would you say are those two things?
0: I care. Uh, That's one thing. Caring about people, uh, genuine care. I I think you can't fake it. You can't train for it. It's either there or it's not. So, and uh, practicing. The second one would be, you know, getting me to sell something that I haven't bought myself is extremely hard. So I, I only promote and lead uh, by example. And if I've not tried the product or tried the process or experience, I will let you know like, Hey, I haven't tried this, but I think this is good for you because X, Y, and Z. So those are the two things. Um, I truly care. And care goes both ways. If I, if I care and love myself and I care the people and love for the, the people around me, it works both ways yeah. all the time. It's yeah. selfish and selfish, selfless at the same time. And then the same thing with you know good practice um, and leading by example and buying into products and services that you believe in as opposed to just doing it for the money. Yeah. So those are the two traits I love would say that. that have been most consistent in my life. Love it.
1: All right, let's talk a bit more about this concept of small wins. We've been touching on it, obviously, as you've been sharing your your story. Uh, The reason specifically where I see this comes into play is that it applies when we're looking to start a new business, but also as an existing business owner we can get overwhelmed very easily. We can get paralyzed by this mountain of things and challenges that we have to overcome to, let's say, open our first business, right? It's easy to talk about and dream about and even start to plan, but then there's a hard phase, right? That plateau. And I, as I think about it, uh, it translates so much into what I think and I suspect you help people, not the only thing, but that you help people in part to get through when you're helping them with training and health. Do you see that correlation as well?
0: Oh, absolutely. And there's no question about it. Um, it's one of the reasons I got into life coaching is uh, I read a good book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've, you've, you've probably read that yep, one. Yeah, I've read that well. one. That's a good one. And it talks about three components to the book. That's my main takeaway from that book is, um, what are you passionate about? What are you great at? And an economic engine around that. I got to a point in my life where just conversation about nutrition and exercise was very limiting me, and I wanted to expand and grow. So when I read that book, I reevaluated myself and I saw that what I'm passionate about is helping people make it a positive impact. What I'm great at, which I thought it was nutrition and exercise. Yeah, I'm great. I'm really, I mean, I was an authority for it. I mean, I would stamp things saying, you know, Fadi approved, Fadi approved, Fadi approved. And I'm still authority in, the, in that space. But what I realized was like, I kept asking myself, what, am I, what, have I, what do I practice so much on a daily basis? What do I have the most amount of practice? And that was coaching and training people. And, um, I started to really dive into a lot more with Tony Robbins because he started about and as working for a health club and now look at him, you know, he's, he's, he's changing lives and motivating and, and training and developing people. So when it comes to business, um, most times, most times they're entrepreneurs, they're doing things or just small business. I wouldn't even probably consider in themselves call themselves entrepreneurs, but they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to be a small business owner. They have so much head trash. Usually they're um, maybe older and have, have had some bad experience in the background and uh, their background or people told them they couldn't do it. Um, most of my training and coaching with or consulting with people is just getting the head trash out of the way first. Uh, just what's in between their ears and their limitation there um you just you can't be afraid you got to just take action i like a gunshot i mean a shotgun approach in the beginning and just take massive action and and then you kind of figure things out as you go along you don't have to have everything figured out and there's different types of personalities you have more of your, your planners they want to strategize and i've seen people uh you know, have a 100 page plus um, business plan and have edited over and over and over and would never start the business. I've, I've heard people say, well, I'm going to start a podcast. I've seen, I've, I meet them a year or two years, three years later, year later. Yeah, we're still working on that podcast. I'm like, just start talking, man. <laughs> start interviewing people.
1: <laughs> so when you face that with a, with a client in the health and fitness arena, what, what, can you think of a technique that you use that helps them start to take massive action?
0: Yes, um, there's a lot of them, but um, I like to call it the crowding method. Just just do things that you've been wanting to do and forget all the things that you're holding on to. So everybody's kind of in some sense, run. Uh, let's just say you have a cup and you that cup can only hold so much in it, right? You're going to have to empty it out if you want to put more in it or let it flow over. But either way, whatever individual content is in that, in that cup has to come out. So you could do it by um, just pouring over um, or dumping it out. But that's one kind of a little bit psychological technique. But, but are we
1: talking about there, are you referring to there to the, that head trash or that mindset? Is that what we're talking about there?
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll give you another example that's way more familiar with it. So I get so many people like say uh, they let's say they want to lose weight, and or uh, it's the same thing. I want to make money. Same thing. It's just kind of parallel those two. Um, they're constantly focusing on what they shouldn't be eating. Right? Would you agree? Yeah, I'm with so, you. Yeah. So my approach with the, the crowding method is like if you knew what it's going to take for you to to be as healthy as you can with your with your nutrition. Um, you wouldn't be fo- so focused on what you shouldn't be doing. So because you don't know, and I do, so let me help you just interject on a weekly basis on some of the things I want to set some goals for you and just pursue these. Uh, whenever you have something that's, that interferes, just think about what your main goal for the day is. And m- part of the process of my my job is to keep them focused on that one new habit they want to develop. So for instance, Drinking enough water. Most, most people don't drink enough water. Just by drinking adequate amount of water in a year, you can lose 10% of body fat just because you were consistent with drinking water. People try to tackle really big things and they forget the small things, how, how effective being consistent with the small things. So, for instance, in, in business, the number one thing is going to be sales. So, so many people focus on systems, so many, and uh, or I should say, not even just sales, serving. You can find somebody and help them they're, they're so adamant about the contract, how their, their brand is, how their, the LinkedIn is. And all these, so many, I've met so many business owners that uh, never had a card, never had any form of business identity. And they just went into the market. They, they found a a place where they can serve and start helping people.
1: Yeah, because I, yeah, I think what happens, Fadi, is we, I think we tend to want to hide behind those things. Oh, no, I can't do that until I get my business cards. Oh, no, I can't do that until I have my yeah. website. No, I can't do that until, you know, there's always an excuse why I excuse. can't do the, uh, right. maybe the more courageous part, which is to go in and help somebody or go and offer somebody something.
0: Correct. And more and more recently, you find so many people jump into the market and try to compete and and try to get one, two, you know, one or 2% of the market. And more and more now, um, well it's always been, but more and more now people are noticing that you want to carve out your own market and, and own 90 to hundred percent of it and not have any competition in the moment you do have, you feel like you have some competition, you sell out, you're done, you move on to creating another, another avenue of serving people somehow some product or service. This is what I've I've seen that a lot of successful people do. Mm-hmm. They don't try to compete. Right.
1: But let's come back to this, this concept of one new habit at a time, because that's exactly what I'm talking about when I say small wins. It's yeah. breaking that incredibly monumental challenge that we have to get to starting a business uh, mm-hmm. one step at a time, one small win at a time. And that's what you help people with as well. In a lot of cases, it seems to me
0: yep that is correct it was it's always been the process and people ask me well what makes you different what makes you unique it's, it's like it's my process nutrition is nutrition exercise is exercise sales is sales marketing is marketing systems platforms they all have their thing but they they haven't they became a thing when it's because they had to go through a process mm-hmm. so um the process is the training it's the practice it's all the same um and so my job my my flagship programs. Is, is, um, it's called fast track seven. And the question that I ask is like, you know, how could I, you know, how are you fast tracking your, your results or your goals or your dreams? And uh, I mean, is it giving you the results that you're looking for? Are you moving forward? Um, that's really important. You're going to you know, fall, fail fast, move forward. Um, and I wanted to kind of go back around something, but, um, oh, I remember I noticed later on in my life when I read the book called The One Thing, uh, I kind of got lost by doing so many different things, and when I read the book The One Thing, kind of brought me back to the essence of what I did. It really simplified things, and had me focus on one thing at a time because. I'm, 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 I'm a Gemini, I'm an entrepreneur, I see shiny things, and I get distracted really easily. <laughs> okay. So and I, you know, one of the reasons why I did so well with personal training is because I had one product, I had one, one um, source of uh, referrals. And um, it worked. It was very simple. And, oh, and, you, and, and
1: you stuck to that until you perfected that, right? You became expert at that.
0: Correct. And then, and then I learned more about marketing. I, I knew that I had at least three different channels of marketing. I was doing television. I was doing, I had, we had the website, we had online, I had radio. I mean, uh, my, you know, people would uh, come in and say, oh, I, I heard you on the radio. And I, I was, I was thinking this is what I really needed. But, you know, psychologically, subconsciously, they didn't realize that they heard about my company multiple times. But there is a strategy when you're, when you have the budget to to market uh, when you uh, uh, people don't usually hear your message and there's a lot of noise out there with uh, the way advertising is, as we all know, you probably heard this before. People don't usually hear you until they've uh, like uh, heard your name at least three times and they're not going to take action for at least seven times. And I think now that's actually even increased. You you have to be uh, on LinkedIn. You within, within a day you you scroll through that. Uh, I believe the numbers were like you would see, I don't know, 200 plus companies and which one do you remember or which person do you remember on LinkedIn? It's, it's, there's a lot of noise out there. So it's very difficult to differentiate yourself and I don't rely on that. Unless you have the budget for it, you better have a really stellar product and a great relationships with people. Yeah. To succeed in business.
1: But let me go off on a tangent there for a moment, Fadi. What do you think at the end of the day, all of that makes perfect sense. And that's been my experience as well. But why, what was it about you or what you were saying that connected with people?
0: When, which business, which brand? Which,
1: you, know, you're talking <laughs> uh, about your, you were doing television commercials and radio commercials and promoting your physical fitness. And, and maybe maybe it was the whole package, but people came in and told you they heard you. What do you think they were responding to?
0: I took their life personally. <laughs> I heard and talked about conversations about w- with people that normally they wouldn't talk with anybody. I mean, I have a great, really great joy to for to spend my personal time uh, with uh, with the CEO uh, before they go to the office and and have to lead their team. There, I'm having to deal with their demons every day, their struggles, uh, and everything came out when I, when I'm you know when I'm coaching with clients. Saying it's it's, it's a true honor. To work with people at their ultimate lowest, and of course, I get to see and enjoy their their wins too. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not met anybody that have not faced their fears, um, um, and nobody uh, nobody succeeds if without ma- meeting their fears. They're, everybody has to be courageous in order to overcome. Yeah. Does that answer your question?
1: Um, sort of. What I what, sort of. I mean, I, it's Sorry. all good stuff. No, no, it's okay. What I was trying to get more at was, in those commercials and those uh-huh. pieces of advertisement, what do you think you were communicating that resonated with people for them to take action? I mean, we talk about a lot. I mean, you, you were you were you the voice and the face of those advertisements?
0: Many times, yes. Yeah.
1: And what what do you think you were saying that resonated with people?
0: People show up because it's for it's for them.
1: And you that was how you marketed it and that's how you expressed why they should come and check you out because you you somehow communicated that it was about them that you were going to help them grow, is that what you're saying?
0: Correct. It was for a long, very long time. It was about the result
1: uh-huh. okay.
0: uh, of what they can accomplish. So lose, uh,
1: lose 10 pounds or whatever, get fit for your beach body. Those are results oriented messages. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. But you shifted that and you said instead what generally?
0: Focused primarily on why they do things. Uh, it's a lot. It's become a lot less on the result. Be honest with you, and why people do things. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and that resonated with people because they felt like, okay, I that's that's what I need. I know I need to lose ten pounds, but but why? Fadi can help me with with fighting through that journey with taking those small steps to get there. Is that yeah, fair?
0: It is, and it, what the the why usually it, it comes out later it, it just it's, it doesn't it's not on the surface it's you got to really yeah. peel the onion over and over and over and, and really get down to the core and i'll give you an example I had a client uh, that was sexually molested when she was thirteen years old and she had ate her feelings away. she was two hundred and eighty pounds and and she didn't know why she you know she did that and well no she, she had not. She was 55 and never told anybody about it. So the whole process of working with me for four for years and losing the body fat, not just losing the body fat. She was like shredded, like had six pack abs. She, you know, she, if she wanted to compete, she kept she just not, wasn't her personality. But, right. you know, I, I still have the, the letter that she sent me. And she's like, because of you, you gave me the courage to, uh, to open up. About what happened to me when I was a child, I had no clue. This is how I found out. It's through a note that she has sent me. I was, you know, raped. Now I'm, I'm, pu- I'm gone public about it, and I'm helping other people deal with why, you know, people do what they do. They have these internal motivators. I, I get uh, so many people come to me. Oh, I want to lose. Well, why do you want to lose ten pounds? Well, I just I don't feel good. I just, you know, I don't feel good in my dress. I want, to, or. Um, same thing with money. I want to make six figures. I was like, why do you want to make six figures? Uh, well, I just, I like money. I was like, well, okay. Why do you like money? Oh, I want to, I want to, I want a new car. I was like, why do you want a new car? I said, it's because, uh, you know, I'm tired of my old one. I said, why are you tired of the old one? I, well, I grew up poor. I said, okay, why'd you grow up poor? I just keep going. Why, 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 why? And I keep getting so much surface, 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 surface. And then boom, something, something would come up. My dad abused me, you know? And they
1: and were these things that would come out uh, over time i gotta think right as you developed trust with your clients is that what you found or when I, when would people start revealing these things to you
0: initially i got none of that in the beginning i only heard it when i got the result for the client so it would be a year Mm, five, I see. three, four, five, six year, 10 year process. I still have people that reach out to me that I trained a long time ago and say, Hey man, this, the stuff that you taught me, Fatty, like you know, 50, 20 years ago, I still use it in my life my right. relationships yeah. and in my business. Now I get to why really quickly because in, uh, the drivers, the motivators for people is huge. And it's very important for a coach to know what drives and motivates their client. Cause if you don't, if you don't know, you're not going to be able to hit that spot to say, Hey, Remember you told me this? Is this still a, your why? Has that changed? Oh, okay. People forget.
1: Yeah. Well, in fact, I can translate that for those listening who, who maybe are not in the you know, personal service businesses. A lot of that applies to understanding our customer, understanding our client. The better we do, the more effectively we can communicate to them from a marketing perspective and then so that we help them realize the results that, that we're helping them find, right?
0: Correct. For sure.
1: All right, one last question on this concept of small wins and techniques, and then we'll move on. We could keep talking about this for hours, but um, we we do need to start to wrap it up. But tell me about a technique that you use. Uh, We talked about help with getting started and that unsurmountable challenge. But what about when you're working with someone and they hit a wall? You know, In my experience, limited as it is in personal training, you hit a plateau, you hit a wall. what is something that you think you help people with on that, on continuing to fight through that you think translates to a small business as well?
0: Two things. One, I have a curriculum I follow that keeps them on their toes. There's always an initiative. Um, keeping them moving forward is really important. Focusing on one thing at a time, learning about themselves. My protocol, my, my process is a discovery. It's, there's so much information out there today. And I want to take that one piece of information that you think is very viable for you, very important, is going to produce the results you want in your business. And we want to implement it and test it and see what happens, see what's working, what's not working, and move on to the next one. Look at it into discovery, especially being an entrepreneur in the beginning. You want to just kind of not beat yourself up, take your time and make it a learning process. That's that's one thing. The second best thing I would do is I, I just take their money and do things for them. Because they're too afraid. I said, just give me the credit card. I'm just going to do this. Because <laughs> you're, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to be nice here. I, I mean, I drop some, I'm a very gentle and nice guy, but I have a side of me that I, I, I'll just take over. And right. some people, that's what they need. They just need yeah. somebody. If you're dangling off the end of the cliff, you know, I don't, you are holding on by your pinky. No matter how hard I tell you, come on, you can pull yourself up. Come on, you could do it, man. It's not going to so work. I need to jack you up pull you up off the cliff and help you. I need to do it for you. It's not going to happen. I've seen so many people struggling, falling, fall. Uh, and they just, they don't, they don't have the courage. Sometimes, you know, when you do it, they have this huge sense of relief. They're afraid. There's some I've had people shaking. I've had people crying and I've people just hug me and say, dude, Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I really needed that.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is that people, that people part of those three things you said, you know, books, people, and places. This is kind of can translate into seeking mentors, seeking coaches, seeking peers. Yep. In your case, they've got a personal trainer that that helps them through that. But I think that is one, you've, you've shared a lot of great stuff there. But But getting through that wall, when you hit that plateau or you crash, you need other people to help you get through it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I remember one time I came back from a trip and I was gone for a month. I came home and I had my, my checking and savings accounts were at negative $68,000. I opened up my bank account. I'm like, how could you have a (laughs) negative (laughs) $68,000? I was cleared, cleaned. You know, I was wiped out. I'm like, Holy smokes. What just happened? I'm freaking out. (laughs) And of course I called my mentor and he's like, uh, he's, he, he's just, what did he say? Oh, I'll never forget. Uh, really quickly, he says, whatever you lost, that's gonna be pocket change for you in a very short moment. It doesn't matter. And I start saying, oh, well, this has happened. This is what? I say. He's like, it doesn't matter. I, he did not let me get into that I story and creating head trash. We we're so bad about making up bullshit before we even really know the facts. So that was one of the, that was, if you wanted a, t- a tactic or a tool that really works, as soon as something shitty happens, man, stop making, don't start making stories, man. That's the worst thing you could do. First thing you say is like, this is nothing. Cakewalk. All
1: right, but now I got to know what happened, at least briefly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't say it right now.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, but so something went bad.
0: <laughs> Nothing, that not really, bad. That was, Nothing that I did bad. Nothing that
1: was not a banking error. I'm assuming it wasn't a banking error.
0: Part part of it was. Uh, okay, and, all right, all
1: right. we'll leave it at yeah, that. Yeah,
0: we'll leave it. Part of it was.
1: All right. I mean, listen. That's that's an interesting piece of advice. I don't know if I would <laughs> if I'm mature enough to take it, but I but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Let's start to wrap it up, Fadi. We've touched on it, but summarize for me the services that you currently offer your clients, and then. I believe you've got a special offer for
0: our listeners as well. Sure. So for individuals, I love working uh, with anybody that's looking to, no, I shouldn't say anybody. I'll be honest with you. Men, 30 to 50 year old men, um, preferably dads. I'm an aspiring dad. Um, I want to, I want a kid, (laughs) a family myself. Yeah, That
1: could be a dangerous thing, (laughs) Fadi. I know, Uh, I know,
0: but proceed
1: with caution.
0: Right. So I wanted to surround myself, you know, coaching people is a very um, personal relationship. So, I've always, uh, as I work on you project, I, I work with particular people that help, can help me grow into the business uh, that, I'm, that I'm involved or the community of the people that I'm involved. Uh, if, you're, if you're single and party, don't call me, okay? I don't want to <laughs> hear about your stupid whatever. So, and if you are at the school, you're going through that time, you know, by all means, just count the hours that you spend drinking and partying and see what you could do uh, else with that. So as people who are already successful want to take you to the next level, want to be an entrepreneur uh, or already a business person, they want to take you to the next level. I'd love to love to work with you. And I, you know, I can um, offer you a free consultation, a discovery to see if it's a good fit for, for the both of us and see how I can help you take it to the next level. That's one. Uh, my main push right now, I would say, is uh, working with corporations. And I'm consulting and helping figuring out wellness platforms, like softwares, and um, for for companies and packaging it with benefits. And it's all about re- rewarding the employees and performing, helping the employees perform better, and um, being happier and healthier. So maybe you may be aware of this the war on talent. It's a very difficult time to, right now to keep really good talent, and you have companies are fighting over. Um, employment. Uh, so I'm in that space right now. And the last thing is healthcare is very expensive for individuals and up to small businesses, up to 50 employees. So if you're, um, you want to save 30 to 70% on healthcare, I have some awesome solutions that could put money back in your pocket to enough to hire maybe your first salesperson or your personal assistant um, and so you can you know, grow your company. So, um, yeah, those are, those are the three things that I offer right now. Uh, corporate consulting, healthcare and, um, uh, business coaching. And you can reach me at, uh, Fadi Maloof, Um, I've got a number of, I'm pretty easy to find online and anything else, Henry? I think
1: no, that's it. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that Fadi can help you. So LinkedIn
0: is really good to connect with me there. Please do reach out.
1: Perfect. Yep. And it's a pretty unique name. I don't think there are too many other Fadi Maloofs out there, are there? No,
0: nope, no. Nope. And if you are, I, I suggest um, getting uh, your, if you don't already have a URL of your first and last name, that's one of the, the best thing you should, you should do is, always, even if you're working for somebody, have your own personal brand. Have your own personal brand and keep building on that brand for sure. Agreed.
1: Agreed. All right, let's wrap it up. Tell me one thing you think we should take away from this conversation that we've had on what I'm calling small wins. What's one thing we should take away?
0: How are you fast tracking your freedom? That question. Yeah. I'd like to ask, ask that, ask that question myself. Um, you know, what are,
1: how are you fast tracking your freedom? So, so if I'm an aspiring entrepreneur, what do you think that means to me?
0: That means that you're not procrastinating, not making excuses, taking action, lots and lots of action and have a, and just keep working, revising your vision on a daily basis. Your freedom, everybody has freedom is different for everybody. And most people don't even know what it is. A lot of people are acting and wanting to make more money and doing things because society told them their environment told them, you know, if you just keep asking yourself, why, why is this freedom to me? Um, you, you become more clear about where you want to be. So that's the end in mind. That's the result. The fast-tracking portion of it is the process. It's the training. But all that starts with uh, the questioning uh, initially and like some insight about your personal self, where you are now and being honest with yourself and where you want to be.
1: Mm-hmm. And for an existing business owner, a lot of that still applies, but how would you,
0: how would you visiting. explain it Many you people think. get in a, in a bad habit of, being in a good habit i'll say it again many people get in a bad habit of being a good habit so some certain things Mm -hmm. certain you know good routines still need to be broken yeah because you you will you will stagnate and uh, if you're competing people will pass you um if i hadn't shifted out of personal training i mean the market got completely saturated when i was doing personal training there wasn't as many people now doing it i mean my clients there were there are teachers and uh, uh, real estate people that they start, you know what, I, I love working with you so much. Now, I, I mean, I'm a personal trainer now too. So I mean, the market got <laughs> saturated. So um, don't compete. That's what I say. Competing is for losers.
1: All right. That's pretty strong. I love it. All right. Tell us again, uh, you just mentioned it, but tell us again, one place that you would prefer we go to to find out more online, that is.
0: Uh, Fadi Malouf.com or or LinkedIn.
1: Perfect. Fadi, this has been a very interesting conversation. I could go on for another hour and we'll we'll have you back on the show in the future, I hope. But uh, thanks for indulging me with all these questions. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for being on the show today.
0: Henry, you are the man. I really appreciate you. I had a blast. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll have links to all of the books that Fadi mentioned, as well as his book, again, is Strong, The New Fit. You can find that all at the show notes page for this episode. And so my name is Henry Lopez. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Fadi Malouf. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and at our website, theHowabusiness.com. You can also just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996 for more information.
0: Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.